Winning is mostly mental. Success is mostly mental. So changing the way you think about things is actually the key to gaining any success in what you're trying to do. Welcome to the Grow Time Business Devo, where we explore biblical principles for living high performance and a God-honoring life. My name is Kenneth Ott, and today we're in Proverbs 11. We're going to read verses 24 through 26. And um, a little background on this passage, it was recently my birthday. And every year, my dad gives me... um, some birthday verses that he's done this since the beginning of time with me. And this is one of them. And it's super interesting and super powerful, um, especially for someone who runs a business. And we'll get into that. Um, But I think there's some powerful concepts here that when employed, maybe we haven't been, I know for me, for a long part of my life, I wasn't really utilizing them and leveraging them to the maximum. I wasn't aware of their their power. And maybe that's the case for you too. So let's get into it. Verse 24, there is one who scatters yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered himself. The people will curse him who withholds grain, but blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. It's really interesting that in these verses, there are certain words that they decide to use that are important. And I feel like maybe maybe the Christianity over over the recent years as I was growing up, um, sometimes ignored some of these things. Then on the other side, there are some there's some people that maybe emphasize them too much, right? We get this idea of prosperity gospel, which isn't really a thing. I don't, it doesn't exist in the Bible anywhere, but maybe that's an overemphasis or maybe people feel that like that's an overemphasis. But the truth here is, is that there are certain laws of success that God's woven into the universe that are, that are shown here. Some of them are shown right here. And if you abide by them, you will get certain things out of it. And if you don't, you will get other things out of it. This is, this is the case. So verse 24 says, there's one who scatters and yet increases more. And um, actually in a different translation, it, uh, it says one, per, one person gives freely. So when they say scatters, one person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. The reason I like the New King James, the way it says it is because in a few other parts of this verse, it says things the, the certain way that, that I think has really a sharpness to it. But um, verse 24, one who scatters increases more and there's one who withholds more than is right, but leads to poverty. And so holding tightly leads to poverty, okay? Focusing on every cent that we have and micromanaging money and resources leads to poverty. It's clear though, in the second part of it, 
that there is one who withholds more than is right. It's clear you're not supposed to just give away everything you have, right? There's a certain amount that is right to hold, right? And it reminds me of the, the, new, the Old Testament story of um, the children of Israel in the desert, um, in the wilderness. And, you know, God provides manna every day. And if I remember correctly, they could only take a certain amount or it would go bad, right? And so there was a certain amount to withhold. There's a certain amount to gather, but then there was a certain dependence on God to provide for the next day. And, you know, I found that to be more of a principle than I've ever believed or ever realized in business and in my life um, in the in the recent years. And what's interesting about that is when you when you uh, give back to God what is his, like the thing that he's supposed to provide and you abide by his laws, he does provide it, right? But, but also it changes something in your brain. And that's kind of what I want to emphasize throughout this entire Devo today is that it, like doing these things, it's not necessarily, I don't believe, just a supernatural thing, right? That happens when you do this. I, or, like there certainly is part of that, but there is something that when you do these things that are in these three verses that changes in your brain to actually position you for more success the way you think, right? And we all know that uh, winning is mostly mental. Success is mostly mental. So changing the way you think about things is actually the key to gaining any success in what you're trying to do. And we know that you know that because you've done some great things or you're doing some great things, right? And you know that most of the battle is mental. And so I think what's really interesting is, yes, there are some supernatural things at play, I believe, but really doing these things, holding tightly, right, is going to, is how a lot of people operate controlling every cent, every part of your resources, fearing for what you're going to have next, your paycheck, et cetera, et cetera. That is something a lot of people do. And turns out that leads to poverty, right? Because it's focusing on the lack. That's what holding tightly is. It's focusing on the lack, right? And we know that whatever you focus on expands. You get more of what you focus on. And so focusing on the lack it's poverty. Verse 25, the generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered himself. So this is an interesting one. Generosity is so powerful. But again, I think it's not just the supernatural power, but it is what it does to your brain. It rearranges your mental furniture and it changes your mind. And so when you're generous, it expands your belief. Um, I was, I did, um, I just recorded a, a business, a business episode about um, how spending more increases your wealth, right? And um, it talked about how when you when you require yourself to 
invest at big levels. It requires you to expand beyond those levels, which is a net positive versus playing small, which is all just expenses and costs that never require your expansion. Okay. So this is a concept in business and it's a concept that's written right here in the Bible. It's a concept in life. It has to do with generosity as well. When you're generous beyond your comfort level, it expands your belief. It requires you to expand what you're doing. And that's what's really powerful about this. Again, I mentioned it's the, there's, there's things that these actions change in your brain. They change how you think. And when they change how you think, they actually optimize you to create more success. It's so funny how I feel like God's laws and teachings and the things he asks us to do are actually um, I mean, they are, he's, we know they're for a benefit, but we don't always believe that. I don't think, at least for me, I didn't always like, or I, 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 um, I believed there was some benefit that would come to me, but I was giving it back to him. But the truth is, is like the things he's requiring you to do are like actions, disciplines, and their practices that actually, when he forces you to do them, or he's not going to force you, but when he asks you and requires you to do them, these are practices that actually help you. It's like a coach, you know, you're, you know, you're on a football team or a basketball team or a soccer team and you want to win. The coach is going to require that you do certain things. Those things are going to be hard. Sometimes you're not going to always understand them, but you told him that you wanted to win. So he's going to require you to do these things, right? And these things are what's going to enable you to have the capacity and the ability to win. I think that's just so beautiful and brilliant. And honestly, it's something that's not very obvious. And I didn't know it for a long time. And I'm guessing a lot of people maybe didn't know it as well. But generosity expands your belief. Um, it takes it. And it's, it's interesting when you give generously, like at an uncomfortable level, which is what I would encourage you to do consistently and, and you know, at big levels. When you do that with wisdom and prayer, it requires you to expand. And what you're doing by doing it is you're saying, you're taking what the world values and you're freely giving it away. So you're like kind of proclaiming this to yourself that this thing is not valuable, right? This thing is abundant. This thing is not scarce. Like those are the things you're saying when you're giving freely and giving greatly. And when you do that and when you are very generous. And when you tithe and when you do those things, your brain starts to believe those concepts, right? There's the, I talk about this idea of action habits and there are these habits that when you do them, they, they tap into the principles of the universe. And there are principles that God's written in the Bible. When you do them, they change things inside of you and it's a way to tap into your subconscious, it's a way to change how you feel without trying to change how you feel, right? You can't really change your feelings, but you can change your actions. And your actions then change your feelings and change your beliefs. And that's what this is right here. This is one of those action habits, which is giving generosity. Generosity is actually fun as well. We all know that making money at a certain point, making money is fun. I certainly have fun doing it. Being successful is fun. Winning is fun. But at a certain point, 
you'd want more. And fulfillment is the other side of that. Fulfillment is the want more. And so contribution and contributing and being generous and helping others is really, really enjoyable. Like when you do it, it's actually hard not to get addicted to it. Okay. When you do it, it, um, it, it feels so good that you've helped, been able to improve and help somebody else that you've got to protect yourself against your ego. So that's a whole nother thing, but it's fun. And, um, and I, I want to encourage you to do it. It requires you in, to optimize your brain in a way that you believe this thing that the world says is scarce, which really isn't scarce, right? Money is infinite. Go listen to my episode on infinite cash flow. Money is absolutely infinite. It's cyclical. No one in the entire world has ever owned all the money. No one in the entire world has ever owned all the gold. No one in the entire world has ever owned all the land, right? There's still more. So it's essentially infinite. What is scarce is your time. And more specifically, your focus, which is kind of a subset of time. And so really what we have to think about stewarding is our focus and our time and and realize that money is something that is infinite and so the, and the and and that's a great thing for you because it helps you make more of it okay it also lessens your dependence on it and so when you give it away then you're depending on on it to replenish right and if you're working with God, like you're, you're depending on him to help you replenish it. He's providing for you, right? You have a role in that, but he's providing for you. And so there's, it increases this dependence and, um, and it's a good thing, right? It feels very uncomfortable at first. It's actually a good thing because here's the truth. You are currently all dependent on him anyway, right? And so realizing that is actually more powerful than not realizing that. So um, verse 26, the people will curse him who withholds grain, but blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. I love this verse. I love this verse because it's talking about business, right? It didn't say blessing will be on the head of him who gives it. It says blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. Selling is not giving. Giving is not the only thing that is good. Selling is good as well. And that's what I love about this right here. And so if anyone ever thought salespeople were not needed or businesses were greedy and money hungry, well, this verse says that you should sell, not give away. You should sell what you have. And so let's talk, let's, let's just dig into this for a little bit. From this verse, it implies that if you have something that people need and you don't sell it, they'll curse you. So that's something that's interesting. If you have a calling or maybe you have a business, maybe you're uncomfortable selling your services or your products, or maybe, um, you know, I, 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 I talk to and coach a lot of people who are, have various feelings about that. It says that if you don't sell it, they'll curse you. It, se- it seems as if what was given to you was not meant for you. It was meant to help other people and not to just be given away, but to be sold, to be transacted because that's important for you. By the way, it's also important for them. I am, uh, I'll tell you a quick story. I'm part of a couple very expensive coaching and mastermind groups. 
And more than some people make in a year is what I spend on them uh, each. And it was interesting because one of the most powerful things about joining them was actually paying for it. So in paying for it, I had to expand my belief system. I had to invest greatly and I had to level up what I did so that I would have more abundance to actually pay for it, which actually was a net positive. I had changed a lot of things about my business and my life in order to pay for these things. I had to think differently. Also, I was able to now charge more for it because I was I knew what it felt like to invest greatly. And so when I asked for someone to invest less than that in me, it was an easier ask. I had already done it myself. A lot of people ask people to do things that they haven't done themselves. And that's why they feel uncomfortable asking for it. And so there's this cycle that happens is what I'm saying is when you sell something to somebody, it's not just, it's not for you. It's for them, right? When, when I was sold that mastermind or from that, from my coach, it was for me. That was part of the path, right? And that's really interesting. And it's something that I don't, is not very obvious, right? But it's very, very important. People need to buy things. You need to sell things. If you have something that people need and you sell it to them, God will bless you. That's what this says here. It's in the Bible. Don't argue with me. Blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. I just think that's super cool and super powerful. It doesn't mean give it to them. It means sell it to them. All right? Someone said this to me. I thought it was a powerful metaphor. If you think of in the Bible, a lot of, uh, there, there's a lot of this modeling of an idea of a tree, right? People are like, a tree, tree planted by the rivers of water, et cetera, et cetera, right? There's this kind of gardening analogy that kind of what weaves through the Bible and it's really powerful. If you think of a tree, I think of an apple tree, for example, right? An apple tree makes apples and those apples are not for the tree. The tree can't eat the apples. The apples are its fruit and it's for other things, other people. If you have something that you've been given a talent, a calling, a vision, a business, resources, whatever that is, and you're scared to bring it out, realize that those were given to you for other people. You're required to bring them out. You're required to sell them, right? Sell them first, create lots of of wealth and abundance and money, and then be generous with a portion of it. Like that's in, in this portion of scripture, that's what I see here. You're not supposed to give away all of it. You're not supposed to only give it away. You're supposed to sell it. You're supposed to create abundance and you're supposed to give away a portion of it. And then by the way, that levels you up and levels you up and levels you up. It's very, very powerful. But if you're withholding it, if you're holding tightly to it, if you're scared to, if you're also holding tightly to your gifts and your calling and your vision and the things that you're supposed to be doing, but you're scared to, you feel bad about it or something like that. If you're holding tightly to it, if you're holding tightly to your money, if you're super stingy, you're going to end up in poverty. People will curse you. And you might be thinking that you're doing a good thing. I just 
think that's such an interesting concept that we need to like chew on. And uh, I thought I would share that with you today. And so I wonder, like, are you being stingy with God has entrusted to you? Are you focusing so tightly on managing your money and resources that you're actually focused on creating less and less and less of them and not living your calling and and being obedient to what you're supposed to be doing? You know, when we do those things, we participate in in an economy and that helps others. And that is how the whole human race is, is able to continue. So if you're not participating in that, then, you know, I wouldn't want to be a useless part of it. Let's just say that. Um, if you're not participating in that at the level that you're supposed to, is, is there a use for what you're doing anymore? I wonder if you're not seeing the success that, you're, that, you're, that you want to be seeing, is it possible that some of these ideas are actually the things that might be keeping you stuck in that position. I know for myself, every time I've given it a high level, it's, it's been very uncomfortable. There have been times when it felt unwise a little bit, right? But then only in my humanity, like I wasn't giving away everything I had. I think that you need to be wise in giving, especially if you have a family and people depending on you. That's clear here. But every time I've done it, it's felt uncomfortable. But here's the deal. If you're tapped into your unlimited creativity and God's given you a a point of leverage, a gift that actually will allow you to create all this income and wealth, you probably have that even if you're not using it. If you're tapped into that, then really there is no limit. And so giving greatly, being generous, and selling and stepping out there, these things will actually require you to tap into that more and create even more success and wealth and abundance inside of your life. That's what I believe. That's what I believe it says here. And so, listen, um, I hope that this was helpful for you living a more inspired, more generous, more successful, achievement-focused life and a God-honoring life. If you want to learn more about me or this business, Devo, you can go to bizdevo.com. That's B-I-Z-D-E-V-O.com. And you can even get these in your inbox or, or text it to you every day. Um, if you want to learn about, more about me, go to kenot.com. That's K-E-N-O-T-T.com. Thanks. And until next time, never stop growing. <laughs>